The one and only, Luke. Thank God there's only one of you, actually. And... There can only be one. Oh, thank God. And... And, uh... Ralph. Yeah, fast becoming as annoying as the other one. Um, this is episode number 160? Yes, 60. Nailed it. And, uh, today's films is brought to you by the letter R for Ralph. Ralph, you picked these movies... These movies uh, they're going to be reviewing today. One is in theaters right now, currently. Although I don't know for how long, I could tell because of the way they put me, like how far away from the main seats they were, uh, yeah. the main screens. Anyway, um, we're going to review there's, Barbarian. There's really nothing else in competition though for it right now. There's, there's nothing, nothing else. There's, there's nothing competing towards it. It's like yeah, kind of like, it's kind of yeah. roaming free. Yeah, this is something that I probably would bring. You know what? I'm going to hold off on that for a minute. Anyway, we're going to review Barbarian, a horror movie. Um, currently in theaters, and then uh, out on Paramount Plus, the animated film Pause of Fury: The Legend of Hank, um, which is apparently a remake. You'll find out soon. And then, lastly, as our volume two of our anniversaries marathon is, is kicking off today, oh and that's kicking off with Ross Pick, of course, which is Django Unchained. Oh, uh, the Came out ten years ago. The D is silent. Jank, I, I did not say the Django. I said the Django. <laughs> oh, you did. I didn't hear that. Um, I, I didn't hear that. Um, anyway, Walton Goggins over here. Yeah, Django and Chains. So uh, that's what we're going to be, be reviewing today. Um, you can always find this episode and all of our other episodes at otherpodcast.com. You can find our last anniversaries marathon, which is just Roth and myself. I think we covered movies from. Obviously, the 10 years ago from last year, so like 2011, yeah, 2001. Wow, that was good. Yeah, we did movies like Drive, Take Shelter, Ghost World, Boys in the Hood. I remember that, Black Hawk Down. Huh, I don't see that on the website under our marathons archive. Hmm. Anyway, um, don't bring up an error on this one. Um, oh, I see. You have the a marathon, you have a dial M drop down. I see. I see. Um, no, that's some. You know what? Literally, not right now. Literally. Um, <laughs> and then uh, you, you got me lost already. Well, I know how Luke is. Ralph, how are you? I am uh, okay. Wow. I'm tired. It was a long day today. Um, long day, but overall, um, yeah, I rushed home to shower because I needed to shower. And um, we thank you for that. Well, it's not like we're near him. We do this. Away from each other, right? Again, thank thank God, but, but yeah. I added my movie by the way. If you guys want to see what it is, okay. Um, but yeah, yeah. All right. Um, but nothing much. No, besides that, uh, starting. Oh yeah, I mean, I didn't want to. I didn't. Someone told me that today. I, I didn't want to bother you guys about that. So there's no one. There's no need. It's never stopped you before. The footballs. So I'm in five fantasy leagues, and. Um, are you really? It's yeah, it's gonna be crazy. Anyways, but yeah, I have a uh, football started. The Bears won. Congratulations because of the rain. We'll see how they play next week. Um, so we're a bunch that, of mutters. Yeah. Besides that, it was it was uh, okay. Um, interesting week. Interesting two weeks, I suppose. I wish I saw more. I'm actually in the cusp of finishing two movies. 
Um, what I fell asleep, uh, such an old man behavior. What I, what I fell asleep to, because uh, uh, it was like two in the morning, and I was like, "Why am I watching this movie?" Um, and then the other movie was uh, I just started, so, um, so I thought okay. the cusp of finishing it, but in my brain, okay. it's... all right. Um, but besides that, yeah, I've been watching TV, catching up to Lord of the Rings, stuff like that. Uh, or, power. It was still called Lord of the Rings. Powers. Anyway, uh, I hate uh, it's, like, it's like Twilight all over again. Yep. So, uh, which brings me to my to where I was at, at Lucas. Uh, Luke, as the you know the what are you the lore hound regarding Lord of the Rings in our group? Uh, far from it. In our group, you are okay. I said in our group, you are an expert in anything. But I'm saying to us, you are. So, yeah, no. what do you think of Rings of Power? Oh, I'm li- I am really digging it. Yeah. Yes. No, I mean, I ask a question. Usually, I expect a bit more. I'm just gonna go see where. Well, it's only three episodes in. I'm gonna see yeah, where it goes. You know, run. it's By really the way, good. Most beautiful show ever made, probably. Jesus. Probably, yeah. Oh yeah. Damn. It's got that I mean, Bezos money. You can Anyone see want, the. Yeah. You can see the millions of dollars. A lot of millions. Dude, billions and everything. <laughs> um, anyone have the 4K whatever Blu-ray for the uh, play whatever TV to uh, project this stuff because um. Yeah, uh, I hear that it's like the best, the highest right now. It's like, yeah, so uh, like for some reason, like Amazon 4K, like uh, Amazon Prime 4K, like is a pain in the ass. Like it's uh, it's like its own separate thing sometimes. <laughs> so people think, oh, it's 4K. No, you're actually watching 1080p sometimes. Yeah, you do, you have to be careful. So luckily, the Prime TV changes to 4K automatically. You don't have to worry about that stuff because I own one now. So yeah, yeah. So you do know that, right? And um, but if you do the app, you have to be careful. You're picking the right. One, um, look. Uh, Apple TV does a good job, also with the app. Just letting you. Okay. Okay. A little, little, little um, the more you know. In there. Um, but right now, I've been digging. Uh, what my my favorite show currently, give or take. I mean, they're all pretty good. I like Wings of Power. Also, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, is um, man, I've been I've been really enjoying the Sandman lately. Everyone been watching that? You know, I've been meaning to, but. <clears throat> Cobra Kai came out. Yeah, but that takes a day for you to finish. So what you it, it would. Days? The day it came out was uh, a really bad day for me. I, I was gonna my original plan. So I'm gonna go more sort of this into me. It was my birthday last week. Oh yeah, that's right. Tick face. Yes. Good old thirty five. September's uh, the worst month for anything to happen. For you. Anywho, uh, so. It actually came out on my birthday, Cobra Kai. And my original plan was to binge watch Cobra Kai mm-hmm. the entire day. All day or day. Uh, unfortunately, we had a co-worker pass away at the age of 35 or 37 from cancer. So I that took a deal of a good chunk of my day to go his wake, pay my final respects. So, yeah, um, I did wrap up episode 8 before we started we're recording this so I got two more to go so oh. hopefully soon okay so what does that have to do with um, the Sandman <laughs> so that's why I couldn't watch Sandman yet it's Cobra Kai know, takes precedence Sandman's been out for weeks now or like two weeks at least nope Cobra Kai takes precedence yeah but I'm saying but it was out already I'm not before. gonna start a new show knowing Cobra Kai was around the corner Around the corner. So before you even started, you weren't going to watch... You only watch one show in its entirety before you see anything yes. else? I like to... 
No, because I'm watching Rings of Power, but that's because it's an episodic oh, no, release. I was just about to. Where, say yeah, no, no. Whereas you know the binge watching thing of dropping all at once, that's different. You don't have to watch it all. I'm watching it <laughs> once a week, like twice a week, maybe on Sandman. Well, you sir. Because I have a lot of shows, I have to DVD it up. You, you do, yeah. Uh, me, on the other hand, I've like I haven't started on Supergirl get... yet. I know like, that that's on my list too. Don't even. And I, I'm not started this week, but like I'm gonna just watch one episode, and then next week, and you know, I mean, I'm not gonna do the whole thing. No, I got to I'm, I'm binge or die, you know. Yeah, then you'll, you'll die then. I Cobra Kai. That leads to death. Okay. What season is five? Yes, Good season on. five. Of the show ends soon. Um, I hope you drown. I'm, I'm, I'm a good chance. Good chance that that will happen. All right, that's uh, let's move on to some recent discoveries. Uh, it's getting a little hostile here. Um, a little. <laughs> Where in we speak about the films we watch in the interim between shows? Look, you have one or two, I and have one, one I really nobody wants to see, and I'm surprised you saw it. So why don't you tell us? <laughs> I. It finally came to Netflix. I was like, "Fuck it, let's go. Let's finally wow. see this." I had no choice but to come. To I saw Morbius. <laughs> I had no choice but to come to Netflix. <laughs> yeah, the Morbius starring. Uh, I think it's just Morbius. Uh, yeah. starring Mr. Uh, Jared Leto, Matt Smith, uh-huh. Matthew um, Smith, yeah, um, some other people like Adria, Adria, uh, Ariona or Joan. I don't know. Jared Harris. Um, Al Madrigal and Tyrese Gibson, which I, I was like, what? Tyrese? I, I was surprised that he was actually in this movie. I was like, what the fuck is he doing here? <laughs> yeah. Anywho, yeah. Uh, the movie sucks. Just <laughs> had to say it. You know, it's whatever. Most predictable shit okay. ever. So there's been a lot of uh, DC flaws. This is a DC thing, right? No, this no, is Marvel. This is Marvel. Oh, it's Marvel. My bad. Technically, Sony. Sony's, yeah. Oh, it's Sony's. I knew it was different. Spider, I meant it's part right. of the Spider, the Sony Spider-Man universe, the SSU. Right, my bad. Right, right, right. Um, okay, scratch what I said then. Forget that DC thing. As far as non-Disney superhero, what does this fall into? Because there's a lot of bad ones out there. Is this one worse than Fantastic Four, for example? Honestly, it's been yeah, so one, long... Yeah. I would probably watch Fantastic Four over this, despite not having so, seen those movies in over a decade. That came out, like, uh, even that, even that. Know, yeah. That was really bad. I deleted those from my memory banks. That was really bad. bad Morbius is like, it was just, it was predictable. I, know, I, I believe you. I just want to make sure that you know how bad. Yes, I know. <laughs> the the only thing was okay, like some of like the how he like flies or how he like moves super fast. They have like that CGI with it. It's okay, and I was kind of like, okay, it's got cool CGI, but that was about it. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to see it. I mean, I'd have to be, you know, corrupt. Bottom, bottom of the barrel, last thing on Netflix? I, even, and that's impossible. You know, that's, a, you know, impossible. Yeah. To get Although, I, one of the things was I did want to watch it also for the after the credit scenes. Oh, was there bo- yes, one? there was two of them, and they were both with. Um, I guess yeah, the movie had like shifted somehow between like uh, the Spider-Man. Uh, n- what was it? What was the last one? Nowhere Home. Um, no way home. No way home. Yeah. So, at the spoiler at the end of this one, uh, the Vulture, the guy that played by uh, what's his face, Michael Keaton. Yes, Keaton. Uh, 
he ends up in Morbius's like multiverse, essentially. <gasps> like he like he's like I don't belong here. I, I mean, they showed they showed it in the in the trailer <laughs> for Morbius because because we saw that trailer like thirty thousand times. I, you I couldn't know. escape that trailer. I honestly didn't remember trailer. that. But they showed him in like the very ending scene where he's like in a jail cell and he's like, oh, I hope the food's better in this universe or whatever. Okay. And then they show him in the next, like after the credit scene. So there's the two credit scenes oh, both okay. involving Vulture. And it's the Vulture in like his suit coming up to Morbius so, like, we should team up. So he's a bad guy. Morbius is that moral gray type either which do well, like, kind of like go Punisher? for. Like Punisher type? So like he needs to you know he feeds on people for blood but it's there's like an artificial no. blood thing that he can use I as know, well but that's not his supplement you know I think this movie was dumb but I think he gets better thing if he drinks real blood versus the artificial blood that he invented. Um, you definitely saw me. Um, all right, that, that's all you saw, right, Morbius? Yes, that's all. Any, good. any last words on it? Why, Mar- Why Sony? Why sell Spider-Man to Marvel? They will do right by him. They're never going to do that. You guys hear that the thing about the amount of money they make from that? Is no way. You couldn't. You couldn't come up with. The- they would Disney, have to like Disney Marvel buy they should, Sony. They should just <laughs> no. They should no. that that should not happen. You shut the fuck up. You should rewind that. Yeah. But um, what's it called? Yeah, they would have to like like they do for like players like. Send them out on loan. Like, all right, you'll give us, like, half a billion dollars, you know? And uh, he's yours. Do whatever you want for the next 10 years. Bring him right back. And then we'll still take royalties on him. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was bad. I mean, it looks like. Anyway, that's more of it. That's what Luke's been watching. You, Rob, have been watching something, too. Yeah, I saw that movie you told me to watch, so I watched it. So there you go. That's That's the movie I saw. Um, Very good. No, the movie's called Shadow. The that's one with Alec Baldwin? Yes. That's the, that's the Shadow. That's, that's right. <laughs> no, there you have the, uh, It's dirtier that way. That's what she said. No, no, no. This is the one that Oscar reviewed last week, I think. Or two weeks ago? No, no, no. I, this movie came out like last year or the year before. No, but you reviewed I said you, you had seen. No I, no, I saw this uh, a while back. I saw the year come out. Oh, okay. Weren't you just... Telling me last week to watch this? I was telling you to watch it, not from here though. I was telling, I, te- I snapped you. <laughs> oh, I, I, ca- I, I can't remember what we were talking. Yeah, about. I know. What I'm saying I, well, talk- I sent we, you a snap one night. We're, we're we're too brotherly and we talk too much. It's unreal. Anyways, um, we gotta stop there. Yeah, I guess. Um, so. At a Chinese royal court, an army commander secretly trains a shadow uh, to retake a city against the wishes of the king. Essentially, it's a cool premise where this guy has like a super lookalike. Uh, like yeah. super super look alike, um, and he's been training in the shadows <laughs> to be just like him. Um, obviously, not everything is perfect, but he is trained in like fighting and stuff, and he's gonna follow this guy's every order. And there's some crazy stuff going on, some cool martial arts scenes. Um, the director is uh, Yibu Zhang. Yeah, he's big into wuxia films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's definitely a really cool like. Um, what's it called? Uh, kind of like a House of Flying Daggers, you know? Yeah, yeah. Curse of the Golden Flower kind of shit, you know, hero. Wuxia. Yeah, Wuxia, essentially, yeah. Um, it's really cool. It's a really cool uh, film. I love the umbrella knife thing that they don't explain, but it's awesome. Uh, they explain and don't explain, like, how it works. That's mm-hmm. the best part of it. it, it is not really explained. Cool. 
Uh, also, it's one of the darker movies I've seen. It's like just like there's like so much lack of color in this movie. It's disgusting. Um, yeah, I would say the opposite of a hero in that sense. Right? <laughs> very opposite. Of, yeah, very opposite actually. Um, so yeah, but besides that, it was a fun watch, and it's it's one of those like you're watching it and you're like, what the hell is going on? Um, also, there's a lot of people who don't do ap- who do absolutely nothing, and it just reminds me of like. Problem with too many chiefs, kind of Indians, kind of problem. Like just way too many people, like that are in charge of things for no reason. That's literally no, like for no, for no reason. They do nothing. They offer no valued opinion. Because the yeah. one person who does ends up getting you know, like exiled. No, well, besides the point. But um, it's a good movie, good watch. Uh, I saw this on Movie that one that one uh, what's it called uh. uh Curated movie, curated, yeah. yeah. I was, I was oh, movie that still exists. Yeah, actually, it's it's dope. They they did a really good job of keeping they, that uh, uh no, that, that, that thing alive. Right. Yeah, see, they do a really good job of keeping that. So that's like what alive. three, four movies. No, they do they do the they do the thirty movie thing, and then they do a bunch of other movies, and then they have permanent movies, and then yeah. now they help make yeah. movies as well. Like they help mm-hmm. produce movies, which is it's just so smart. How much um, is it a month, anyways? I pay. I just excuse mine. I pay it annually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just use his. That's great. Anyways, um, okay. abuse Oscar as much as you can. Uh, that's Shadow. Original title is Ying. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I've been watching. That's it. Uh, I'll have more movies for you next time because I'm in the middle of it. Because you're in the middle too, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're on your way, Rob. Um, yeah, maybe next time you'll have like five. Like, shit. Right, exactly. You never know. Yeah, yeah you never know. Um, and a sign though, they're also doing a Takashi, or they had a Takashi Mike like retrospective on two polar. Not polar opposite movies, but two movies from him like twenty years. Yeah. Oh, I did watch a different type of movie, but I can't yeah. say that in this show. But yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, I saw a movie on Netflix. Uh, this was like yesterday, the day before. I saw Spiderhead. Anyone saw? Uh, okay. So no, I wanted to watch this movie. Mm. Two it's questions. On my, it's on my list. It's on my list. Yeah, same. Yeah, Luke. One, how was it? And two, He's is this like this? Like this? Like the res- resurgence of Miles Teller? Uh, maybe. Let me, let me explain okay. what the movie is about. In the near future, convicts are offered the chance to volunteer as medical subjects to shorten their sentence. One such, sub- one such subject for a new drug capable of generating feelings of love begins questioning the reality of his emotions. You don't say. Uh, this is uh, directed by Joseph Kaczynski, the guy who made the biggest blockbuster of the year, you know, Top Gun Maverick, um, same filmmaker. And uh, this movie stars Chris Hemsworth, Miles Teller, um... Juni Smollett, Smollett, Mark Pagua, Pagua, I fucked that up, and and others. Let's just say Hensworth and Teller. Yeah, this is like a resurgence of Miles Teller. He was all, everywhere in like the two thousands, right? In the two thousands, like ten, nine. Uh, no, so his first one was twenty ten. Then, like, I think maybe like twenty. Now, and he was in. Yeah, that was from twenty thirteen up to twenty seventeen. That, that was, like, his thing, and then he just disappeared for, like, five years. Well, I mean, COVID years don't count, maybe. But, uh, yeah, maybe maybe just feels longer, because COVID does feel... This is dog years we're living in right now. So It really does, yeah. yeah. So uh, maybe that's not as bad as I thought it would be. But anyway, last time I saw him was in the Bad Fantastic Four movie before his resurgence, so... Mm-hmm. Really? No, you didn't see him in uh, War Dogs? I mean, no, I never saw War Dogs. What? Um, never, never saw him. Fail. No. Trust me, not, not, not at all. <laughs> I'm good. Anyway, let me tell you about this movie. Um, very pretty movie, I'll say. 
Spider-Head is not like a success, not a runaway success. It has a, an interesting enough concept. It never gets beyond his own concept, in my opinion. Um, it was, in general, fun to watch. But once I figured out like how ridiculous it was going to be, like about halfway through the movie, I'm like, okay, all right, I'm going to check out a little bit. This You, you became a background movie to me now, um, which is fine. It has its merits. It's not like all bad. It's just not all great either. Um, Chris Hemsworth is really man chewing the scene in the as a as like a very charismatic, but also kind of manic, a manic charismatic uh, CEO guy who is um, you know administering all these new drugs and shit. Um, but there's some cool scenes though, very funny, weird scenes that kind of put you in the headspace of like, what would you do if you were in that kind of? So if you like that kind of thing, it's fun. It's not an action movie though. It's not like The Island and shit with. Um, yeah, those people. Um, anyway, that's roughly Spiderhead. I mean, did you want to know something specific about it, Luke? Or it was it? Is it worth the watch? <laughs> no, I mean, do you? Uh, no, I don't think so. I, I, I just, uh, it's worth a background watch. Okay. There you go. I'll say that. Anyway, moving on here, I went to movies. Another movie candidate is a short film called uh, Taipei Suicide Story. Sounds so drip depressing, and it is. A receptionist at a suicide hotel in Taipei, Taiwan, forms a fleeting friendship over the course of one night with a guest who can't decide if she wants to, you know, live or die. Um, <laughs> this is starring uh, Vivian Sung and Tender Huang. Um, yeah, 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 this is a short film, 40 minutes long. It's on there right now, guys, if you want to see it. Um... Pretty depressing. It's like one of those uh, Black Mirror-esque concepts where, like, it's the near future. It's a future you can kind of see. I mean, they shot everything in the real everything. There's no, like, technology. But uh, in this slightly futuristic alternate version of life, uh, suicide hotels exist. You can check in, and everything's accommodated for you, including your method of disposal, so to speak. And you have that night to whether or not you want to do it. So, like, the movie opens with uh, the cleanup crew, you know, cleaning up all the hotel rooms and shit of people being you know, hanged or electrocuted. Oh, so, they, like, do they choose how they want to go? Yeah, they choose. I just said that. They choose do, do, like, well, I mean, do, like... <laughs> but they get their own room, and they just, they, they get to decide that night. And if they don't, they check out, like, a regular hotel, essentially. But do they have to tell them beforehand, I want a choking room, or, like, I want... No, they're all regular hotel I saw me, I saw a few of the rooms the movie. They all look like regular hotel. They just do it how whatever they can there. They bring something, I guess. I don't know. I've never seen it. I never got that. Never got that into it. Um, but it's one of those uh, stories, you know, it's one of those like it's like a, a, a meet cute but a very depressing meet cute where the hotel manager meets this girl who uh, snuck her way in and has been there for more than one day. It's been there for like a month and that's a big no-no there. And uh, and they have this long conversation that leads to um, a, 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 let's say, a decision that is the whole point of the movie. And I would say for a short film, it, it's a really good short film. Uh, I would say if it was like a three-act structure, longer film, um, I would like to see other things happening and blooming out. But like, again, very point and shoot, so short and sweet kind of kind of thing, message going on here. Um, and it really does, it's about the ending and everything that's leading up to it. So I'm not going to spoil it. But I would recommend it. It's on movie, guys. Taipei, Suicide Story. But, I mean, it is depressing. It is like the handmaid stuff. You know, it's like super depressing. So, <laughs> not for everyone, I understand. But I saw it on a whim, and I enjoyed it. Um, last movie I have on here, I saw this one on Shudder. It is called The Sadness. 
Uh, I'm not going to ask if you guys have heard of it because the answer is always no, right? Um, uh, a young you couple. No, I asked. Yeah. Well, you know, you never know. Uh, a young couple trying to reunite amid a city ravaged by a plague that turns its victims into deranged, bloodthirsty sadists. This is directed by Rob Chabas. Uh, I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce it. It is a Chinese film, Chinese horror film. Kind of rare, but it is. I saw this, uh, I don't know, I think I saw it on TikTok as one of those, like, one, oh man, top ten, whatever. And I'm like, oh, I never heard of that one. I'll put it on the list, and I finally saw it. Yeah, have you guys seen The Crazies? I think so. What was that one? Uh, the Crazies is a movie that came out. It's, uh, they made they remade it in the 2000s with Timothy Oliphant, but it's originally a George A. Romero movie from the 60s, 70s, where the government uh, uses this small town and, and does their experimental water treatment to its citizens where they go crazy. It makes everyone in the town fucking go bonkers and kill everyone sadistically and shit in the town. And the few people that are either unaffected or didn't drink the water um, have to escape, right? Nope, no one's seen this. This feels exactly like that. This is like, the sadness is like uh, China's version of the crazies. And I will say, though, and I don't know what you guys, if you guys are squeamish with horror movies, are you guys squeamish at all? Nah. I mean, okay, tell me and then I'll let you know if I... I mean, this, this is up there. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. It's up there. It's not like, it's not the most or anything. I'm not going to say that. Uh, because it's in the eye of the beholder. Some but stuff is, I'm squeamish for, but not... It is pretty order. hardcore. It is pretty hardcore, and I use that with a capital H. And you guys have seen me, as know me, I watch a lot of horror movies, so I'm not, I don't mean that lightly. Um, so I really enjoy this movie, because I like, oh man, I like, oh, I was like, yes, do that again. And it's like, yeah, please cut that thing off, please, you know, whatever. Uh, it was great, it was a lot of fun. It is um, not a B-movie, but it's almost like a B-horror movie, but it's very fucked up. You know, very cool. I'm not, I'm not wild about the ending, but also like, how, you know, when you get that far, like, you know, how else are you gonna end it? So, yeah, um, that's what I've been watching. That's on Shutter. I recommend it for horror fans out there. It does not disappoint. I found it enjoyable as fuck. So that's the sadness, and that is it for our recent discoveries. We're gonna take a break. When we come back, Ralph will introduce uh, our first film here, which is what? Barbarian. Barbarian. Thank you. Stay with us. A woman staying at an Airbnb discovers that the house she has rented is not what it seems and is also double booked. This is a movie written and directed by Zach Krieger. Krieger? Krieger? Yeah, Krieger. Um, and starring... Uh, yeah, starring uh, Regina Campbell as Tess, Bill Skarsgård as Keith, Justin Log, my boy, AJ. Uh, I just uh, our, uh, people that we would know continuing here are uh, Richard Brake, love Richard Brake, um, and then uh, Kurt uh, Braunholler or Braunholler. Um, yeah, thanks. Plus, would be the people. Um, that is uh, Barbarian. This is a movie horror thriller. I gotta start with Oscar. Our horror thriller guy, just before he takes his cup of coffee. Um, yeah, there you go. Buddy, what did you think of this movie? What are your first impressions? So I saw this today. I saw all these wow. in the last 48 hours. Um, Love the commitment. Yeah, totally. thank you. Thank you. Uh, well, you know, fresher the better, probably. So, uh, 
I didn't know anything about this movie, nothing. Barbara, I've never heard of it. I obviously didn't read into it, just went in. And um, I gotta say, it both, like, met and exceeded some expectations. It was kind of a fun movie. I had fun watching it. It took me a while, though, to really, like, enjoy it. Because there are a lot of things that in the movie kind of has you be patient for in different ways. Like, you don't know what you're expecting or waiting for until it happens most of the time. And then once you figure out certain things as the third act approaches and so on, like, especially when you do the character shift, um, yeah. you're, like, you're kind of scrambling a little bit and, like, being like, oh, man, come on, you know, I want to stay with this thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, but those are, like, there's just, there's just tension-building moments, really, or tension-building uh, storylines. So I, I had fun. I'm not, not too sure about the ending, necessarily, but, yeah, I had a fun, it was a fun time. I liked yeah. it a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, me and Luke saw this movie together. Uh, Luke, yep. what did you think? It was weird, but I really enjoyed it. And if there's ever going to be a prequel based on a horror movie, this is the one I want. Oh, I want Richard Brake's fucking creepy-looking ass Dude, yeah. to come back, and I want to see him like do his crazy <laughs> shit and abduct women and put him in a secret fucking lair under the basement. Toilet. Don't spoil the whole thing. And yeah, also... Yeah. Too specific on what you like. <laughs> I mean, that itself is such a good, like, a horror movie concept. Like, how did this a horror movie concept? Like, like, how did this movie a horror and horror movie? Dude, this guy has problems. <laughs> but that's the first thing. What? Hold on, let me. Uh, but no, uh, let me another text thing is. <laughs> I also like how it switched. Like you were <laughs> at first. I thought I was like, oh, this. I thought. The guy who was in the house with her, you know, that's oh, yeah, going to be a him thing. And then it switched to the house being like, a, you know, the actual thing. It, it was weird. I wasn't sure who's going to be like. And now you're too vague. What are you? <laughs> <laughs> who's going to be the villain? What's going to be the villain? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I felt the very same way. I'm, uh, I'm mirroring everybody here. I, I went into this blind, to be honest with you. I was like. No, you didn't have you, glasses did you on. Blind? Nice. No, I, I put blindfold. Um, so yeah, I went to, uh, this movie blind as in, like, I didn't know anything about it either, uh, besides that it's playing, and I, it Justin Long's in it, but I confuse it for a different movie <laughs> that, ju- that Justin Long is in, and it's another horror movie. Yeah, so, it's cause, uh-huh. well, that, and, the, the, to be honest with you, I saw Justin Long in the movie, and I was like, oh wow, he's acting again, good for him, right? And then I was like, oh, Bill Skarsgård's in the movie, I was like, hold on, hold on, this might be decent, then. and I was like, let me, uh, let me go ahead and check this out. It just kind of worked out. But um, I, I mirror the same thing. I had the same problems with uh, as Luke. I didn't know where the movie was going. The movie does a great job, actually. I think with uh, playing with that, uh, uh, where it's going to go, who's the potential um, villain here, or the bad guy, or whatever the case is, um, and just just that he has that face, you know. Um, Bill Skarsgård has that face, and you're just like you're untrustworthy. I don't know how, but you're not trustworthy. <laughs> I mean, how long does it take him to get out of the ever into clown? Ever. At least not any time. Um, but besides that, uh, I had a lot of fun with the movie as well. Yeah, it was. Uh, I like where it went. I like what it was. It didn't. Uh, it was very little fat to the movie, to be honest with you. Um, and it just, I just think it kind of worked out. Um, the stuff that didn't really matter was, to say, the stuff with Justin Long. <laughs> it is what it is. Like it just, it progressed the movie. It did a good job overall. Um, yeah. What do we think of? Uh, so the movie also has like a bunch of like uh, not a bunch. That's a few thematic things going on. Uh, obviously, you know, uh, 
let's say, a good chunk of the movie, especially from the beginning on, uh, is through the perspective of um, of the lead heroine, right? Yeah, and Tess. she, I forget, what's her name in the movie? Tess, Tess. Tess. Um, Tess's uh, perspective is very much, like, part of the thing, you know, like, I like how the movie, like, by the time, let's say by the time the second act's rolling around, um, she, like, we, we, like, we double check with her. They're like, did you lock the door? Like, where she's been locked in the doors? Did yeah, you mm-hmm. check for your phone is? Uh, no. Like before? Like, we're, we're being as cautious as she says and is throughout yeah. the movie, being um, a woman by herself in, uh, in a strange city, you know, especially in that neighborhood of a strange city. Fucking ghetto. <laughs> Dude. Uh, no, it's not ghetto. It's abandoned. It's, it's a different kind of ghetto, you know? Um, you know, it'd be another thing if there was like all families living in everywhere, you know, but that's not true. They're like alone in the middle of a city, right? And that's how it feels like uh, in the middle of a, of a neighborhood. Um, so all, all that was really fun. And, uh, obviously they played that up with, uh, Skarsgård's character. They must've cast him for this reason because he looks like he's up to no good because he looks like, um, he's got that it presence. A criminal minds uh, serial killer in yeah. an episode, you know, um, and he, I think they, I think he does a really good job. I really like, I really think the first half of the movie is uh, awesome. Uh, I'm not saying the second half is not, not bad, but it's just better. Um, yeah, really good stuff. And uh, do you guys think that because there's another point where Justin Long comes in that's not the same topic, not the same kind of thing, but there's some stuff going on about perception and like modern-day problems between men and women in certain situations, do we think the movie's saying something? Or do, the, do you think the movie does, like, fizzles out on it? Or what? Uh, no, I think the movie wants to say something there. I think it's, uh, especially just as, um, especially because of the end, I would say. Um, because of the end of the movie. And what happens. Um, I, that's the reason I would say. Other than that, I, I felt at first it was just like, it was just a gimmick, like, uh, this is the hot trend, let's use that, right? Um, again, yeah. without spoiling it. And it did feel that way at first. It did feel that way, yeah. Right, it did very much. But then at the end, it just played it to the part where it was like, oh, okay, it, kinda, it did a good job. I think it did a, I think it did a decent job of tying it together. Yeah. Um, so, I would say it did feel a little insincere uh, uh-huh. at certain points. But yeah, I'm with you also that it did, like, it did enough for, like, okay, I guess you're not. It was just, yeah. it was just a mechanic to get going. Yeah, I... I think the movie, the director here, which is uh, also, like, I think he's from The Whitest Kids You Know. Uh, Zach Greger, if you want to look him up real quick. Um, I want to... No, I'm pretty sure he... I, I, I looked him up. It, it is from the, from the Whitest Kids You Know, but I think he's one of the bigger actors in there. I just can't remember if it is or not. Um, what's it called? Anyways, and he... Uh, I think he knows... He, know, he plays with the people's, like, what like for example with me and Luke like oh, where the movie was going because like he doesn't yeah it's a show I never heard and, of it because they wait you said I'm like you, 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 you've seen a lot of those skits I think you've seen skits of them before oh, okay. I've and I know of some of them yeah so the I think the, the he does a good job of like playing on those horror tropes in the beginning of the movie certain shots uh, leaving you those 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 uh, crumbles you know like to follow um, and uh, it, he does a good job to lure you into that false sense. Um, so I think they worked out really well. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, I think the movie draws you in very nicely. Again. Yeah. Um, and it helps that we do nothing going in, too. So. Like, if I knew this was about a hidden uh, basement or something, you know, um, and 
and there's stuff in there, then, you know, it might be different. Um, should we, you want to get into spoilers, or not yet? Uh, well, Luke almost basically spoiled half the shit already anyway, so I guess we might as well, because I don't think yeah. he can avoid it. Alright, uh, let's, then let's do spoilers for our Barbarian starting with. So who's the Barbarian? That's a great question. What do you guys think? Why is it called the Barbarian? It's not called the Barbarian. It's called Barbarian. You know what I meant. No, no, because the Barbarian. We know what you said. From French Canada. Shut up. Yeah, why is the movie called that? And then who is it, right? I mean, obviously it would be the creature, right? In its barbaric way. I actually never thought the creature was the Barbarian. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. I feel like this movie's trying to say something that goes along with what I was just trying to ask about um, the whole men women dynamic. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know if it's saying barbarian or like men. If that's what it's just generalizing, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I think the main barbarian here is, in my opinion, uh, is still uh, Frank, which is Richard Brake's character. Uh, which, by the way, that man can never not be an evil person. I could just yeah. never trust him, even if I saw him in real life. Yeah, I'd be like, him stalking that girl and preparing the window and shit. And yeah, I mean, I was like, damn, man, you could get away with so much back then. <laughs> you really could, yeah. <laughs> um, birth. Oh yeah, grab some, you know, sheets and this and yeah, you a simple jumpsuit. That's what you need: jumpsuit and moxie, and you can do it. And moxie, right? Exactly. So. Uh, I think he's the main barbarian, especially when you find out all the other stuff. But I kind of also see Ben Long here as a barbarian, as a piece of shit, fucking piece of shit barbarian. Yeah, piece of shit barbarian. Yeah, like as in like he's just this like he gives no fuck about anybody else but himself. You know, Webster's Dictionary of barbarian. Uh-huh. I don't ha- I don't have it up, so I can't. I don't know how it goes, but I'll look it up for you guys. Uh, what do you guys think? So it, it means, uh, in ancient times, it meant um, a member of a community or tribe not belonging to one of the great civilizations. Anyway, today, the adjective is mainly used, commonly used to describe an act that is either brutal or cruel to the point of savagery or primitive and uncivilized. Well, I guess in that aspect, The creature... Yeah, the creature could be it, of course, and with that definition. Yeah. But but so could so could it be the other two. I, I think like so I could anyone except uh, uh, the main our main uh, test here. Right. Well, Tess, I would say Tess and uh, what's it called? Just and uh, Keith. Well, Keith didn't get a chance. He died. <laughs> he didn't get a chance. Yeah, but I, I don't think he ever would have. Oh no, no, he never would have. And that was the whole point of him. It's like we constantly thought that he would. Yeah. Do oh, something, even great, if he was like great, great red hair, yeah, evil, right. Even if he wasn't the main evil necessarily, but yeah. he was going to be like... I mean, he did. He was the monkey in the wrench for Tess because... I mean, that scene of her convincing herself to go back down after... Because he's such a nice guy. Because he's like... I he, I think she only did it because he already sold himself as this amazing person to her. You know, like, you're already an amazing person. She obviously, she well, obviously has not feelings, but like... Like, already sold him on the fact that like... I have an, I have some type of relation with this person. You know? Um, I don't know. That's an interpretation. I, I feel like 
I feel like it was a societal norm that she was following because he's not a douchebag. Not necessarily that because there's a connection of any kind. Close the right out. Yeah. Roles are reversed. I'm Keith. I'm closing that door and walking away and calling the cops. Call the uh, cops. You, mean the, you mean the first time? The first door or the second door? Yes, no, no, no. no. Rever- roles reversal, right? Roles oh, reversal. Okay. Okay. Tess goes down. Tess is yelling, hey, screaming, ah, help, 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 help. And I'm Keith, and I'm like, oh, do I go down, right? Yeah. Oh, Absolutely sucks not. to be you. I'm closing this Close door. door. Close that door. Get the fuck out. Call the cops. Have the cops come check that out. Will they ever come? Maybe not. Yeah. But I could make enough complaints, maybe. Well, that's that's one of the things. Like, how far would you go? In, right? Like, I mean, right. there is a level of curiosity that humanity has that they will go there. Yeah. Right? They, they, you find a you find a fucking extra room, a long-ass room in your basement, you don't go in it, right? With a camera uh, and a... Well, right. so the first one, the first one is like, okay. Like her curiosity, that was her getting, that was the curiosity getting better of her. Yeah, no, right. a thousand percent, yeah, yeah. A thousand percent. The first room is like, okay, right? The, the shining of the mirror, great job. And uh-huh. the, the brass doorknob yeah, that gets shined on, right? Uh-huh. Another great job. Okay, and you're like, yes, this is intriguing. I have to know. I have to, right? Okay, cool. Check it out. But then that other room, hard fucking pass. The hardest of passes. Hard pass too. Yeah, no. I, uh, yeah, no, I'm, no I'm, I'm, I'm talking about like I'm blocking that motherfucker. Like, no, hard, yeah. like no. Set up a claymore at the base of it. Yeah, <laughs> anything. Yeah, yeah. And you could only find one. Dude, I, I don't know. I'm a guy for the motherfucker. That's just like I'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Just... DIY claymores. DIY claymores. I, I kind of thought, though, once uh, once things were rolling and AJ's storyline was presented, I really thought that we were going to get like a reverse Home Alone thing. A little bit. Not like a hard Home Alone thing, but yeah. like something about the door was going to be a big one because that's the only way in and out um, by the looks of it, granted. I mean, everything in the movie kind of tells you that um, or shows you that. So, like, I feel like, I mean, that's the best way, that egress is the best way to, that's the thing to block or to trap or to, right? Um, so, I really thought that was going to come into play. I never did, but uh, that's what I thought. Um, what's up with Justin Long being always a douchebag? I mean, I get it, his face. But, like, okay, so so maybe that's self-explanatory. But, like, what is it with him in horror movies where he has to do some disgusting shit all the time? <laughs> I think uh, ever since Kevin Smith, Use them, Tusk. Yeah. yeah. Ever since Tusk, and they used them, I think other people were like, "I we could use them." Uh, let's just put Justin Long in the weirdest fucking shit ever. Let's fucking do it. And Why we not? all hate him for it. Like we all still hate him. Right. Exactly. That's the thing. Like, yeah. Uh, I just noticed that like, I was like watching him, like I'm tr- watching this. Let's call it barbarian. Uh, force feed him. Um, her breast milk um, was like. Almost too funny because, like, I'm like Justin Long. What are you? Is this what you were hired for? Is this what you? Is what brings you out from the from the from not acting? Um, He's like, give me the sales pitch. Okay, uh, inbred per, inbred person is forced breastfeeding you. Sold. He's like, well, just give me the bonus now. <laughs> yeah. Give me my signing bonus now. Yeah. Um. What's my point? <clears throat> so, um, did you guys care about AJ's um, story? Not how he got there, 
I mean, that makes sense. The whole thing with the allegation and... Oh, the, yeah, the rape allegation. Uh-huh. I mean, I feel like that was a little, like, a little tacky. I th- yeah, I think so, too. And not because, like, oh, my God, they're trying to put on a... Ma- no, 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 no. Or because it's, like, everyone's doing it in Hollywood, seemingly, from all the new stuff. No, not that either. It's more like how they used it. Like, the reveal that he is that opportunistic asshole, which I thought already, um, made himself aware when she... When he threw her off the fucking tower or whatever. They were. Yeah, right, right, right. I'm like, oh, no, that, that felt wrong and tacky to me. But how do you guys... Uh, so okay, at first, I was like, okay, maybe this guy might be okay. It could be a misunderstanding, but that bar scene with him and his buddy, mm-hmm. and he was just like, oh, you know, they say no first, but then they want it. You know, I was like, okay, this, fuck this guy. I hope he dies. It feels like a '90s conversation, by the way. Like, he's probably or, still stuck in that '90s mentality. Or, 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 I, I could be yeah. very persuasive. Right. <laughs> it's called a roofie. Yeah, it just felt like, it felt icky, not in the sense like, oh, we're supposed to hate this guy icky. I mean, like, we have that already, but like. like, I, like I, I thought maybe he just misunder, you know, whatever. It's just like a plot point. No, this guy's an, you know, plot point to get him to that house. No, this guy's a genuine asshole. He probably did rape somebody. <laughs> he deserves to be at that house. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, you like tits? Yeah, I like those titties. Yeah. Also, the way he kind of like. He is also the example, because earlier in the movie, this is what I like about his character, or AJ being written the way he was, is that um, earlier in the conversation, they talk about how women have to act differently and protect themselves a lot more than men, and they yeah. just go headlong, headlong into all these things, and they don't know. Like, they, like the way she just walked into his house, and the right. way he couldn't, if it was reverse, um, which the movie makes you think about really a lot. Um, that comes to, comes to fruition with AJ. Bursting in everywhere he works, anywhere he goes, he he is loud. He's throwing laptops. He's just like fucking around. He is like literally what she's saying that every guy is. Um, right. Which is funny. I, don't know, I thought that was funny. I'm using yeah, Um, what's up with that door? The uh, self-closing door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, someone it's just, just someone just needs to fucking fix the fucking. Uh, no, but there's the no hinges. door. That, okay, that's a supernatural thing, right? So I thought that this was a supernatural thing, until it wasn't. I was, I was um, right. This is more of a what do you call it? What's that movie with the the descent? Right. Uh-huh. Um, um, I thought it was more supernatural because that door acted literally on its own accord. It didn't close like um, it closed only after when it. When it's it was like the yeah, it's like there was an imaginary draft somewhere. Yeah. right behind the door just to push the motherfucker close. Yeah. I really <laughs> yeah. thought, or, or I thought that there was another way in and out. Maybe some guy was manipulating the events. I thought uh, I yeah. thought we were going to show me at one point a string of someone pulling it from that bar. And like, yeah. let's close yeah. this door kind of thing, you know? No, they use this very easily mechanical but, but you know what it also could be? It could be just like the suction of, like, that's the only other door that's open. That's the last door. You know? So like all the air. Being open that wide and it's right. the, that's still I don't buy yeah. it. I don't buy it either. Uh, I don't I buy just it either. I'm just, what? See, I thought it was like okay, maybe it was just like if it's an older door, it was just probably that guy's doing. So you know his victims can't run away. But I'm sure they had to have changed that door at one point during when they renovated the house. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know how. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm also surprised still that the, the, that, that house is available. Well, yeah, right. He took care of it. He's the only one who took care of his house. And then he ended up just having sold it or whatever. He lived underground forever, right? Yeah, but I'm saying between going down underground forever and it being traded to uh, with other owners, I'm surprised it stayed that long. Well, it was one of those things where it seems like Justin Long bought this without knowing many years ago and just trying yeah. to make money off of it. I really thought that was going to come into play. Not his ownership, but like how, like what's really going on behind the the ownership of it and this... The, the woman he was talking to on the phone regarding, like, because she was in charge of the Airbnb stuff. Um, which is, we get our first mention of how long it's been, because she was like, oh, the last time we had anyone there was, like, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Which, either yeah. that's when, right, that's when these guys came, right? That's how long she's been down there, a couple weeks. Or, like, something shady was going on, and they were, like, giving it to other people. And on like on the down low and like having them be big, I don't know. It felt very like I thought that was gonna be another plot point. Never came about. Um, not that I could tell, but man, though that guy though, man, he really got busy down there. Yeah, no shit. That's yeah. fucked up. He had cages for them too. I'm like, oh man, that's really. It's a lot of also very intricate. A lot of work. I'm like, what's with uh, serial killers and well, not serial killers, but whatever, a, a, a creepy ass. People like that being so dedicated. They're so dedicated. <laughs> I mean, you already committed. You, you, you got to see it through. I mean, no. I mean, how many things do you not see through daily? These people commit, you know? They really commit. Um, and is there anything else you guys want to say about it or about the, or about the, the monster? Let's call, her, let's call her the barbarian here. Anything um, on her amusing or interesting? Like, um, yeah. How do you go that long having that same VHS played nonstop? This your whole life. Without adjusting the tracking once. I don't think it was a tracking adjuster. <laughs> yeah, I looked. I didn't see one. I'm pretty sure she would have wore that fucking thing to the ground. Why did he shoot himself at the end? Huh? Why did he shoot himself at the end? I just think he was in too much pain. He didn't. I think. He you, was literally just stuck in that. I don't think he could even walk away. Yeah, I think he was just like, yeah, he's just... Dead. And once he got that opportunity to get that uh, thing close to him, he's like, fuck yes, sweet escape. Right, okay. exactly. I think, again, that's what I was thinking too, but good to ask. Um, last but not least, I didn't like... Uh, what I didn't like about the ending um, was one, I mean, the like Justin Long dropping that gun. That was foreshadowed with, him, the, the, with the knife, I got. But like, dude... So annoying, uh, but him throwing her, and then this girl like jumping Definitely. after her and and blocking her fall, obviously blocking her fall enough to live. Yeah, I didn't buy that. No one would survive that. Am I wrong? No, no, but no, you are not wrong. Is that that big of a heist where she can, she can like super see her on the way down, right, and then block her? Like you'd have to like pass her right before she falls. In order to block her from, right? I'm saying she was a perfect, like, air gymnast, this barbarian. Just saying. It's that motherly instinct. Mm. Mm-hmm. Watching that video over and over, the, the, the breastfeeding tutorial. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. Yeah, that was, dude. So I thought, the therapist. Um, yeah, no, that was really douchey. The douchiest thing of the year, probably. And throwing her up. Um, and also trying to walk it back as like he's the 
as she's dying there, oh, like, dude, shut up. Right. Yeah, anyway, anything else on the movie? Uh, I can't think of anything else. I, besides, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, if you have, if you're not doing anything, going to the movies, it's a good, good movie to go for. Yeah. It, it makes it makes you want to go and take a nice long shower, seeing the dirty creature. Huh? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, some dirty ass thing. All right, that's Barbarian. That is it for our review. We're gonna take a break. When we come back, we're gonna review our next film, which is what. Pause of Fury, The Legend of Hank. Alright, stay with us. Hank, a lovable dog with a head full of dreams about becoming a samurai, sets off in search of his destiny. That's tiny. Uh, this is Pause of Fury, The Legend of Hank. Um, the Ret... Directed by three people. I don't know why. Chris Bailey, Mark uh, Couture, or Couture, and Rob Minkoff. Um, along, written by three people. Um, I'm, I'm only going to read them because the third person is the important one, in my opinion. Uh, Ed Stone, Nate Hopper, or Nate Hooper. No, it's Hopper. And Mel Brooks. Yeah, Melanie Brooks. Melanie Brooks, yeah. This is uh, obviously an animated movie, so I will say the voice actors. Michael Sarah, which... Okay, sure. Uh, Samuel Jackson, love him. Ricky Gervais, uh, perfect villain, like voice. Yeah, he has a lot of villain energy. Voice. He does, yeah. Mel Brooks, uh, Kylie Kyoka, Kyoka, sure. George Takei. Uh, oh, that is him. Okay, Gabriel Iglesias, um, Buffy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and then uh, you'll know Oscar uh, Asif Man- uh, Manvi. Um, he plays Ichido. Which, if you click, click on a picture of him, you'll see him right away. Oh. And then uh, Jaman uh, Hunzo, which also he's been in a couple of things. He plays Sumo's voice. And Michelle Yeoh. Michelle Yeoh, obviously. I guess. Mm-hmm. I spotted Michelle Yeoh's voice immediately. Along with Mel Brooks and Ricky Gervais and Samuel Jackson and Michael Seraph and half these people. But besides the point, uh, this is uh, Pause of Fury, Legend of Hank. Um, I missed it in theaters. I was gonna. I was supposed to watch it. I missed it watching it with my kid also. Um, but it is what it is. I had to watch it by myself. Um, it is supposed to be a um, called a thing of a movie for the what's it called? A reimagining. A reimagining of Blazing Saddles. Uh-huh. Um, so Luke, you love Blazing Saddles, if I remember correctly. Um, it's been a hot minute since I've seen it, but it right, is a fantastic I, I, movie. I, I, I wanted to see your reaction. That's all I did. This is like the PG man, PG version of Blazing Saddles, though, because yeah, by always well, yeah, definitely a little more risque in the uh, yeah, yeah, but very nineties, right? That's a nineties movie. Blazing Saddles, maybe eighties. <laughs> I thought it was nineties because Dave Chappelle's him, and he was like, isn't he? Is he? Huh. I'm thinking of a horror movie. You're making me rethink. 1974, dude. Oh, what am I thinking? Oh, I confused the movie with Men in Tights, didn't I? I did. Oh. I bet. Oh, 100% did, yeah. That's the movie he's in. 100% did. That's the Okay, that's like. Well, I thought he was in the Mel Brooks movie, but now it's a different one. And I don't even know if Men in Tights is this movie. Um, <laughs> but it feels the same. Anyway, okay. I bet. Well, Luke. 
What did you think of the Dave Chappelle was in Men in Tights, yes. Yeah, we knew that already. We established okay. this. I, I confirmed it. What did I think of Positive Fury? Oh, it was oh, yeah. fantastic. It knew exactly what it was doing. It hit all the tropes, but it had him perfectly timed. It is. It knew exactly what it was doing. It fantastic. Loved it. For a kids movie, perfect. Okay. Cool. I think uh, more more of a note, more of a movie for adults, anyways, too. So. Uh yeah, I can see that. It didn't insult me. It didn't. It didn't insult you. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go next because I, I feel like I always end up saying what Oscar says, so I want to see if he says what I say instead. Um, okay. Where um, I felt like this was the tamed version of of Blazing Saddles. Um, I felt like a lot of stuff was there, but a lot of stuff didn't hit, in my opinion. Um, it, it just wasn't the transition of today and Blazing Saddles of '74. We established that. Um, just the, just for me, it wasn't there. There was something lacking, and I don't know if it was uh, some stuff landed, some stuff didn't, but most of the stuff didn't. To be brutally honest with you, um, and I don't know if it's Michael Sarah who I have a problem with here specifically. Or just that character himself, but I did see. A, I, I almost want to watch Blazing Saddles again, just like make sure I'm remembering everything properly. But it has been a minute, like Luke said, well, not as long of a minute as it has been for him. Um, I did feel like, and it didn't pander down to me, or it didn't pander down to kids either. But it, because of maybe not the non-pandering or not doing something whatever whimsical or <laughs> attractive for kids besides being animated, I felt like it was missing something uh, for an animated movie. And I watch a lot of animated movies. So I feel like it's missing something in that aspect. Not to say that I need a funny or something like that. I think Sumo does a great job and other people as well to bring some type of uh, energy to the movie, but I just felt like there was something else missing that they didn't incorporate. I just felt like it was too much of a mirror of Blazing Saddles and not enough of an interpretation, I suppose, of of what uh, adaptation, should I say, not interpretation. Um, so yeah, a little bit, a little uh, underwhelming for me. Master? Uh Okay. So I felt like, you know, you said there was three directors. It felt like it was directed like three different people's point of views. Um, in a way that like, I, I found it's like very stilted. That stilted isn't the right word. Um, it's disjointed. Like a lot of things don't click um, in the movie. It feels like it does feel like three, not three specifically, but like, it feels like multiple like humors are going on. Um, sets of like uh, uh, things that like kind of make it all feel kind of like um, almost episodic, but not in a good way. And uh, I. I was underwhelmed by it as well, but I also do not remember Blazing Saddles very well. I, I, I saw that movie like 20 years ago. I need to definitely rewatch it. Um, not because of this conversation, but, like, you know, in general. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, I like Mel Brooks movies. So do I. Even, even if I think that a lot of it is childish, but also it's of a time, you know. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I feel like uh, I like a lot of parts of this movie. A lot of it I didn't get though. Like I like I is that funny? Like why is that funny? I didn't get like some of these things that were I think were punchlines to jokes. Um, other things like um, that I found enjoyable was like uh, some of the stuff they do with Hank's arc. I liked the Hank's arcs of his egotism and his whatever. His uh, 
his sin is definitely pride, for sure. Yeah. And, like, this movie really nails that, or really tells you many times. And, uh, I mean, for a kid's film, it shows it at that point. And that was cool. I like that. Um, but, again, like, that stuff felt bizarre, and I, I feel like there was some stuff they left in the cutting room, because, like, where's the scene that connects this to that? Because it feels like a jump suddenly uh, on some of these things relating to the sumo cat, relating to uh, the end, uh, the third act part, uh, what happens with... Uh, Samuel Jackson's character, what's his name? J- Jimbo? Jimbo, right? Yeah. Jim, yeah. Jimbo, yeah. Like so Jimbo, Jimbo. Some of the stuff with Jimbo didn't really track. Um, <laughs> especially the ending uh, with him. Um, if I remember, I'll tell you guys then. Yeah, but like, also, it was like uh, fun visual gags galore. There's so many of them um, that I found enjoyable, especially the uh, the telephone of cats. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That, that was, was that was funny. Yeah, that was, yeah. That was funny. Or how they cut the, the phone delay, line. The, the time delay is insane to me. And yeah, when they cut the cord, yeah, they cut the line, but just yeah. Let me put you on hold. Yeah, that's so funny. Um, and there's some uh, also a lot of fourth wall, which is, it must be the Mel Brooks inclusions. A thousand percent, yeah. A lot of a lot of fourth wall breaks in the movie. Yeah, that yeah, I yeah. Found Super enjoyable. I think some of them will be missed by kids. Like I don't think kids will know what's going on. On some of them. He's kind of talking subtle. to me. Sometimes they're subtle, and other times it just comes out of nowhere. Like, holy shit, okay. We're doing a fourth wall joke. Come okay. yeah. here. Um, that was funny. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it was like equal parts enjoyable, and like, oh, I'm like, oh, nah, I wouldn't have gone that way. It's a little confusing. It's a little meandering. But like, yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Okay. Right. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah, I figured we were going to be close to. Same things. Um, did you notice that uh, Jimbo is like Yo Jimbo, right? Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Ikachu is like Pikachu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the Shogun is like Shogun. But yeah. Yeah. But I love I love the white people's voices, the names, just Hank. That's it. You need to know uh-huh. anything else. It's just like so plain because it is. Um. Yeah, I I agree with you. I think it's for a kids movie. I don't feel like it's for a kids. That's like the weird part. I just don't understand. I don't know. I guess I would be a little bit older if a kid would understand this. Weird, you know. I just like some of the humor. Yeah. Um, also, I heard that it did, did, this movie did not make a lot of money. No, it bombed. Apparently, like it barely made like half the money that it was made that was put into it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think I, think I, I that buy too. that too. Seeing how like it doesn't seem to belong to the age group it's targeting, you know. If people only knew that it was Mel Brooks. Well, once they see it, they'll know. But, like, I mean, I, I right. would have noticed his name if I watched this movie. But I always said, oh, Mel Brooks co wrote this. I'll be like, oh, I recognize his fucking voice instantly. Right. Um, you know, because uh, he stars in a lot of his movies. Um, but, man, he's still kicking, though. It's crazy. I love it. He's still doing stuff. He's still doing yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just, I guess, you know, also for, for the hero, you know, uh, Hank as a hero, I didn't, like, I never really, like, fell for him. You know, I never, I never was, like, uh, charmed by anything. He was really... So you hate dogs? Oh, I also do hate dogs, yeah. Um, although, although, you know, in a choo-choo way, I don't super love dogs either. <laughs> well, it's funny how that's, uh, that's a good way of getting to the racism part of what, like, uh... Yeah, because they really, they really sledgehammer you in the beginning with that. No, they really do. Yeah, that's a you know that, but that's a 
like a big thing for um, Blazing Saddles. Yeah, right. I, I do remember that. I do remember that. Um, yeah, no, and I get that. I get that. That's like the, the really the big visual um, relationship or remake component, right, between this movie and Blazing Saddles. Um, it's it's the, the that fact that it's dark and no racist stuff. Right. Like, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's not because I'm like that. I just didn't find Hank that like um, enjoy. And like, maybe this is the Michael Sarahness of it too. Maybe, maybe I, honest, I honestly do feel like think it is the Michael. I think it is the Michael Sarah. It's like Michael just put Justin Long's voice. <laughs> right, it's it's Same weird. I, I feel like yeah, I a thousand percent agree. This is where I, I don't like Michael Sarah. I hate to say it, but um, I don't really hate to say it. I just no, nah, don't hate to say it. He has millions of dollars. He doesn't give a shit. Um, right. Yeah, I don't know. And uh, I always have like a weird back and forth like, push-pull with Michael Cera. Like, I like some of his stuff a lot, like Scott Perron, for example, but, like, other stuff, though. Oh, like, dude, why are you here? Please stay away. Um, anyway, um, should we get to spoilers, or what do you want to do with this? Right I now? mean, if, if you saw, what you want to call it? Blazing what is Saddles. Your favorite, what is your favorite connection to Blazing Saddles, if it isn't a spoiler? Luke? One more time. What is my favorite? What's your favorite connection, like a, a mirror, mirroring, or what? Your favorite thing they adapted from Blazing Saddles and how they did it in this one? I'm asking you because you've seen the most recent, and I really don't remember much. No, because I, I, I haven't seen Blazing Saddles in like a decade, probably. Okay, well, uh, twice that. That's me. <laughs> I, yeah, no, it's been a minute for me for sure. I, I think it's a decade for sure for me. Um, I think the last time I saw it, honestly, might have been with Alex. Uh, our film oh, really? Laker, yeah. I think, um, yeah. So it's been a minute. <laughs> he was around a decade ago. Or was he gone? No, I think already. It's been more than a decade. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's a little over a decade now. It's possible I saw it with him. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Twenty years ago, but that's probably the last time I saw it. Uh, like uh, the whole thing with the paper, for example. That's a towards the end of the movie. No, they foreshadowed too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's uh, that's one of the things, in the, and uh, also the one of the fourth wall breaking stuff. I think it's done way, obviously, way better in uh, Blazing Saddles, where they do this. Well, they do this gigantically long fourth wall breaking uh, thing, where they go through the whole. Well, they go through the whole studio, kind of like they go through a bunch of movies, they go through a bunch of stuff, and then they yeah, eventually okay. come back to their set, right? And it's how it ends or whatever. And it's very similar to this one where it goes through, you know, they go through the audience and the audience is like, oh, shit, like we're about to get hit, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, in the theater. Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a nice little homage. It's a quick homage to it, you know? Yeah. Um, they obviously not, they don't have to do anything crazy, but yeah. Um, so. I wonder what, what, got, what led to making this movie, like this project. Like it sounds like a weird, I want my great grandkids to watch Blazing Saddles, but they're not, you know, mature enough. I'm just going to remake it. I I honestly feel like somebody wanted to make this movie, and we were like, we should just get Mel Brooks to help us. Give him (laughs) him the blessing. Yeah, that's I think that's what it was. He was just like, yeah, sure. You know, I need a check. Let me get in on this. Yeah, yeah, fuck it. He doesn't need a check, but yes. Cool. Well, yeah. That guy owns his own shit, for sure. Yeah, at least he's got his own studio. He, he needs money for History of the World Part Two. <laughs> and, and I hope no one ever makes that. That's the whole right. point. That oh no, no, it's that's being made. It's not. It's going to be a TV show on Hulu. But uh, based on the movie. Yeah. 
What? Well, no, that's that, that, yes. that, that like deflates the whole joke. That makes it. That's the whole point. Is that there is never a sequel. There is going to be a sequel but series out of Hulu. It's in production it's like, it's like right now. Exact watches Scream Four. Remember Scream Four, guys? Um, it opens with oh, like a like a like three openings of like people watching Scream. And stab the, the movie with it. Yes. 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 I remember. It's like if someone said we should make stab. I'm like, no, no, that's not the point. Like, that's not gonna make. That's not. That's that defeats the purpose of. That's a joke. Like, that's a world building joke in that movie. That's what this is. And you're saying that they're making a sequel. Mm-hmm. Are you saying shit, Luke? Or are you make, are you making this up? It's confirmed. It's gonna go to uh, who's the Necro Wanda Sykes. You're making it up. Uh, David Ike Barinholtz, David Staten, Kevin oh, Salter, they're all like producers. He's gonna help. Nick Kroll, Wanda Sykes, come on, you know who they are. Uh, yeah, sure. Alright, let's get into. Do you guys have anything to spoil? Yeah, wait, we have some stuff. Um, Mucho. Oh, God, lots of shit, by the way. That was funny. Uh, let's do this in five, four. Oh, wait. That's how it works. Spoilers for the movie. Starting right now. Wait, uh, yeah. Kaka Mucho, every time they said it. <laughs> or, or, or you just read it, or, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, in the subtitles, yeah, I was like, Jesus. I love it. The childish. No, that, was, that was funny. That was very childish, yes. yes. It's clear to me that I clearly, uh, that I really enjoyed the Mel Brooks jokes a lot. Um, <laughs> I'm still a child at heart. Yeah, no, they, they work, you know, it's like, it's almost like, um, like piss and poop jokes, like little silly little grade school jokes that are uh, still kind of adult, you know, it's like somehow he mixes both in there. Um, but, uh, so one thing I didn't like about the Jimbo thing, is seems like very weird, like, I feel like, uh, so some of the stuff that I felt disconnected or disjointed is that, um, I feel like they dropped the whole samurai code. Thing. They bring it up again in the third act or so with the code. Uh, ma- mainly, say they, they say the contract, but yeah, the samurai code. I mean, um, like either he feels shame or he doesn't. And I feel like the movie is like it's so either Jimbo's problem is alcoholism or it's the code or it's his shame, which is part of the code. And like, and if and if whatever the answer to all that, it's still resolved at the end with the Shogun. Just I was like it was just a birthday party. Like come back, come back and work. What are you doing? You know, it feels like he absolves him super fast. I'm like, well, was the shame there or not? I mean, yeah. I feel like the movie is like uh, there's like a few of those things in the movie, and Jimbo's arc with that is probably the biggest one. Yeah, I just with it. I just feel like uh, the movie doesn't know because the movie does this a lot, and where it's like it's in on something, right? And it's like, all right, this is what we're pushing. And then it goes, yeah, we don't care about it, though. It's okay. So we're just going to leave it's like it. They, just, they establish something just for the gag of that scene. And, just for the, and then after that, yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. Like, you know, that, that's what I feel the movie does a lot. And I think that's one of the things that they do. But it's, but I don't know, it's weird. I guess we're just not, we're not used to it, or we're not expecting it, or we're not. Well, no, no, it's, I, I think it's work. bad writing. I think yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get it. I don't know. It's like if our attention spans were that bad, like we're not, we're supposed to forget like I just, I just read for real other siege. Um, yeah, yeah, and you know another part that I, I was like uh, was when uh, when Hank um, 
you know, the third act, the whole thing where, like, the, the whole falls apart thing, and it goes back to the town, and it's all destroyed and shit from nightclubbing. Um, there's a whole thing where, like, he gets kicked out, and then Jimbo really decides to go get Sumo Cat, right? Sumo Kitty. And I can't believe I'm saying all these words. But, um, back, I feel like that was, like, the best opportunity to have, to, I was like, where's the montage of him training? Because I feel like he just becomes a good or a good fighter or samurai somewhere. And, like, we mm-hmm. never got him actually getting there. Because yeah. he never he never beat or defeated Sumo. Like, Jimbo helped him in right. a badass way. And, like, I feel like there's a huge disconnect between... Where's the Rocky montage? I wanted to see something where, like, time passes and he's learning and he's actually doing the work. And yeah. I feel like the perfect time was going to be when he got kicked out of town or whatever, you know, like I said. And then he comes back fucking strong. But, like, he doesn't. And he just becomes strong. I feel like they skipped a huge character thing going on. Like, that's the... It's... Uh, yeah, I don't know. It feels disjointed. It feels weird. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know if he became strong or... Uh, he became capable. I'm not saying he was, like, the best. Yeah, player, yeah, yeah. Like, he became... Okay. I get, I, you, you are right, yeah. yeah. Um, there, there is, obviously, a lack of something there. I, I do agree with you, for sure. Yeah. I don't know. They had a tight 85 minutes. But which yeah, they right. nailed, by the way. I paused it. At <laughs> that, it was like 82 minutes at that time. Like, it's almost 85. I'm like, he's not wrong. They <laughs> got that right. Um, very meta. That's very funny. Yeah. Because it makes you want to pause it and check. Did you guys pause it? I actually did not. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't either. I figured one of you two would. It, it, it makes me want to go back and pause it now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, when it works, it works. You know? Right. When th- that's the thing. When it works, it works. But sometimes when it, oh, when it doesn't, it's really glaring too. Yeah, it's just it's just like a I don't know. It's like a fat. It's like a flat fart. You know, it's just like. <laughs> I mean, well, this goes to this question, and this could be the last thing we talk about it before we move on. Yeah. Is that when it comes to this Mel Brooks and stuff, um, are we passed it in cinema, in cinema or in media. Like, are we passed it in the way that his stuff is known for? I think the I think the way. It's done. Maybe, maybe it was just too subtle or too whatever the case is that we just clearly overlooked. But I think the way it was done here, yes, it's not. It doesn't work. Like I said, the transition, the interpretation, it's lost in translation, in my opinion. Um, some, somewhere along those lines, where the, what they're trying to do, what they're trying to bring over, it just didn't blend well. Um, all the stuff. I think they. I think they need to do a better job of bringing stuff up to date. Up to date as in where we are now. At the humor level, you can keep the humor the same, right? But you have to introduce different aspects as well. Um, you have to introduce different things. Yeah, right? a joke is a joke, right? Yeah. Exactly, a joke is a joke. But some stuff also you do have to just expand on. You know, after a while, we are we are different than we were in the seventies. That's fifty, sixty years, seventy, seventy years ago. <laughs> a lot of years. A lot of years. Um, yeah. yeah, it's fucking crazy. So it's like, you know? Vietnam War was still around. Um, yeah, um, I'm with you. I think, uh, yeah, besides the fact that joke is a joke and that can transcend like time, if, you know, it could be adapted, rewrite it a little bit differently, but the same. Uh, yeah, there's, you have to incorporate it differently or a little more sophisticated, I would say. And maybe it's not sophisticated, it sounds like I'm douching. And like, no, no, no. It, uh, the Broxian stuff is great in the time frame. It's yes. really, you know, and you, a lot of it can still be very much in joke today. Yeah. As a first-timer watcher, as a first-time watcher even. 
And but you still have to see it in the lens of like, oh, this shit came out many decades ago. You have right. to look at it that way too. Right. Um, making that making those things today doesn't seemingly adapt as well as maybe the people making this movie thought they were. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um, it's sad. It's, sad. it's a little sad, but it's you know it's it is I mean, it's a good thing. It's a mark of progress for me. That's what I see it as a good thing. Uh, what do you think, Luke? I don't know. I'm I'm too busy trying to deal with these allergies. Give me a minute. Oh, my bad. <laughs> I thought you were about to say something smart. I was like, oh, I'm too busy. I can't take time. Oh, yeah, no, I saw him seizing earlier. So I did see him seizing earlier. Okay, but well, it's fine. We can cut it there. Because uh, I have nothing else on this. Rafi, you have something? No, I, sadly, I don't have anything else. <laughs> don't sleep on this movie. It's good. Take your kids. Show them some proper comedy. <laughs> but, like, age is like nine and up, maybe? Or I, I, think, maybe? I think. Start them young. I think nine and up for sure. I, yeah. I think my. Yeah. I think my yeah. kid would like it. That's the bluey stage. Yeah, for sure. Okay. What, what's a bluey? It's. Uh, don't worry about it. Yeah, don't. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah, don't worry about it. Um, but the reason I know is because I kept hearing about it. I started watching it. It's fantastic, by the way. Um, anyway, it's great. Shut up. Wait, is, is that that show that like transitions into a different scene in like every like point five seconds to keep you interested? No. No. Okay. No, I don't know what that is, but uh, I'm curious. But no, it sounds like a strobe light of misery. You no, know, it's just like you know how you have like seconds. like. An average kid show has like it's like three seconds, and they have to like, you know, and then they'll change to something else. Uh, sure, I don't know. Uh, like a different view or a different person. This one like does it like every like less than a second. It's like it's like always your mind is like looking at something new every second. Oh no, oh, that's crazy. I believe you. I just don't know. No, first I'm hearing about it. All right, so we're gonna call it uh, that for review for Pause of Fury, The Legend of Hank. I remember. Um, we're going to take a break, our final break. When we come back, we're going to review our first entry into our Anniversaries Marathon Volume 2. With what movie? What came out 10 years ago, Ralph? Django! Django. Yeah, yeah the D assignment. Django Unchained. Stay with us. With the help of a German bounty hunter, a freed slave sets out to rescue his wife from a brutal plantation owner in Mississippi. This is Quentin Tarantino's Django Unchained. Uh-huh. Uh, written and directed by Quentin Tarantino. Starring Jimmy Fox, Christoph Waltz, Leo DiCaprio, Harry Washington, Sam L. Jackson, Walton Goggins. Um, I, mean, I can keep going. But yeah. yeah, a lot of people are going, for sure. A lot of people are going. Uh, furthermore, uh, before we get into the actual movie proper, you know, this is our first uh, entry into like, 2012, so I feel like, um, what do you guys feel about 2012 in, the, in, the, in movie making there? You know, it was a different time, right after, you know. It, it was, t- today it is, yeah. Got some interesting, interesting stuff that year. Um, that was a Cloud Atlas year, if you guys remember that movie. I it was do. Cloud Atlas, and I actually almost picked it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. That was on my short list for sure because I remember loving it. Yeah, yeah. I remember it being so different. That was a big year for that for controversy because everyone's talking huh. about it, uh, if I remember correctly. And um, yeah, what did you call it? The Twilight Saga: Breaking Dawn Part Two. The Twilight movies ended that year. That's how Thank long ago that. God. It's the same. That's 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 what we were expecting then. Um, <laughs> uh, Argo Fuck Yourself came out that year. 
That's right, Argo, fuck yourself dead. Yep. And the very f- and the first Pitch Perfect of what was to become three movies, a trilogy, I think. That's right. right. But the Avengers came out that year also. Yeah, but I was going to get there. Yeah, Avengers. Anyways. Any big ones for you guys personally? Like uh, for me, for example, Holy Motors and The Perks of Being a Wallflower came out that year. Movies I saw a bunch of times. That oh, I love The Perks. Perks of Being a Wallflower was good. Uh, I feel unprepared, bro. God. Gotta, gotta, gotta find my list of points. The, the Secret movies. World of Error, ready? Are we ready? Yeah, is that how oh, that's oh. Uh, Hunger Games, that started, finally. Oh, for me, also Casa de mi Padre, which I know is a weird movie, and it yeah. wouldn't really make any top list of anything, besides, it's just, I don't know, I like it, because it was one of those uh, movies by Will Ferrell that he's just like, I'm just going to do this movie and speak Spanish the whole fucking yeah. movie, and it's fantastic. <laughs> uh, Les Miserables, or whatever how you say it. Les Yeah. Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis. In Lincoln, I didn't see Lincoln. Oh wow! Yeah, oh, she's good. It's good. Zero um, Dark Thirty. I remember. Oh yeah, Zero Dark Thirty. Really? I was twenty. Really? I thought that was earlier. No. Are you sure? Okay. No, I believe you. I just don't remember that. Um, I remember. I don't know why, but I distinctly remember being in the theaters watching Premium Rush. Remember that movie? Oh yeah, I remember. Joseph Gordon-Levitt on a yeah. bicycle. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Oh my God. That's when he was almost like in everything back then. Yeah, well, Michael Shannon was definitely in everything back Michael then. Michael Shannon was in everything. Yeah, so he was the bad guy in that movie. He played like a cop, right, Jason? Mm-hmm. Um, a crooked cop. Dude, Compliance came out that year. Oh, fuck. Non fucking Compliance. <laughs> Just saying, bro. We also finished The Dark Knight Rises because that was the end of the Dark Knight trilogy. That's right. Right. Um, I also didn't know uh, it was the beginning of Paranorman trilogies. Right? Like a also, it is ho- yeah, right. the Hobbit and Unexpected Journey. Was that the first one? Yes. Oh, wow. I didn't know Cosmopolis came out the same year as the last movie of... Uh, uh, it came out as the same year as the, uh, the, the end of the Twilight. Um... Oh, I guess so, right? Because he's yeah, because this is stuff. All right, I mean, yeah, wow, you're right. I guess it was a pretty fair, like fast, like oh, I'm just gonna move on to different movies immediately. Right? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. I'm ready? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you're right. Uh, it's, uh, one-offs that no one really talks about that kind of people have forgotten. Uh, Ruby Sparks came out that year with Paul Dano. Excellent film. Killer Joe. Anyone remember that movie with Matthew McConaughey and the Chicken Drum? Nope. Never saw it. Nope. Okay, I may just switch minds, honestly, <laughs> just to put it on there. Um, it is bizarre for sure. Anyway, the Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, that was a yeah first one. The second one. Well, the real important movie that we have yet to talk about. It's unreal. Is uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark the IMAX experience? Yeah. yeah no. Sure Did uh, you? I think you mentioned Chronicle, right? Or, no, I didn't say anything about Chronicle. Oh, I thought. Oscar, because I think we enjoyed that movie. I did. We did. Yeah, I saw that. I think we saw that in theaters, right? Yes, we did. It's a great movie. It's a fun movie. Um, the Master and Amor came out that year. Big yeah. ass movies, big heady yeah. movies, super yeah. serious types. Dread also. Dread talk about fun times. Carl Urban before we were like, dude, Carl Urban is an action star, and then now he's in the boys and fucking shit up there, you know. Just mm-hmm. like on Looper came out that year. Uh, Looper, which probably got him his Star Wars. Uh, the Last Jedi uh, contract because of Looper. 
Um, right? Brian Johnson's. Yep. Seven Psychopaths came out also. Mark that was a fun movie. That was a fun movie. Luke and I love McDonough's. Yeah. Life of Pi came out. Yeah, big movie. That was another, that was yeah. another controversial movie because of uh, the uh, you know the whole thing of like overworking and not paying the animators or the FX people. Remember that was like a big thing. They they, they win an Oscar and they go and then they go bankrupt. Yep. Right or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> something like that happened, and it was a really well looking like a really beautiful movie. Um, and uh, Flight also came out and Skyfall, uh, two movies that I think I think Skyfall we reviewed, but Flight we definitely did. Mm-hmm. Uh, big movies for, for us or for me anyway um, yeah I mean a good movie a good a good, a good good set of films honestly. yeah I would say so mm-hmm. um, also The Impossible really weird movie The Impossible I think it's uh, what's his name's first role um, current Spider-Man first role Tom well, oh, uh, oh, Tom. Tom Holiday Oh yeah, that, he was the kid in that movie. Yeah, he was the kid. In the movie. I definitely don't remember it because obviously he was a no, he was no one to me at the time. Right. Ah, I didn't know that. Huh. Mm-hmm. Um, now you do. Cool. Also, the gray. Eh, I didn't really care for it too much, but yep. Yeah. Oh wow, wow, that was on my short list. So I guess. I remember it was, yeah. Um. Anyway, um, do you have any but, other short ones off that you almost picked before you decided on Django? And then- uh, well, I was gonna pick the collection, thinking it was a collector, but it wasn't. So let's not go there. Okay. Um, we just, we just did. Right. But besides that, really, not, not, kind of, not really. I had some other movies, um, but I we had already talked about in other movies, like Sky, well, Skyfall, we haven't... They're just some stuff that we reviewed or were planning on reviewing, so I didn't really want to delve into those. I didn't want to go into those things. Yeah, yeah. I, I, did, I, I, did, I did avoid on purpose here, you know. Yeah. So, and it's also a, easy... It's kind of a layup to give you a Quentin Tarantino movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, funny enough is that he meets in the. He's also in, in, in the other in the night two range too. He is, he is. But I feel like I've sat and seen and talked about that movie so much. So we'll see. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so why did you pick Django? Django. Um, I think this is that playing with these roles, and um, I love the just the highlighting of. Uh, we just came off of. Oh man! Wait, hold on. Uh, actually, we're about to come into. Should I say? We're about to come into Twelve Years a Slave after this. This came out right before it. And um, like the year before, right? Yeah, Django came out right before uh, Twelve Years a Slave. Um, but we're about, we're we're getting into this like talking about uh, empowering like the black people. In that time, you know, um, and it's uh, I think it's a cool what's it called to see it, and I I really love I really love what's this called um uh I always forget his name Jesus I put up but I'm an idiot and I just clicked the wrong thing Christoph Waltz I love the way he speaks uh, he speaks like English eloquently right um, and actually everyone has to talk, tell him to speak English because no one really understands him. The way he's speaking. Yeah, it's like he learned from a book, but never uh, got the isms. Yeah, it's interesting for sure, right? It's definitely uh, English is a second language, but he learned the right way to speak English. Yeah. Um, he just didn't learn all the other random little things. Yeah. Um, but besides the point, um, I think there's a lot of cool stuff going on in, in Django that's uh, also coming from Inglorious Bastards. 
um, what's it called? That came out a few years before that. Um, yeah, this is this like history thing. Yeah, and he's trilogy, right? Yeah, and I feel and I feel Jamie Foxx is like almost almost the perfect role because he's so versatile. Um, I think Jamie Foxx is like one of those great actors where he's just he can kind of nail down whatever role he wants to do. Um, it's just that it's only if he wants to do it though. Um, so because uh, Jamie Foxx is just hella talented in my opinion. Um, but yeah, so it's it's really cool to see this movie where it feels wrong to watch it though. Because there's a lot of the N-word being said. There's Did it a lot break of, a record? I, I might have, actually. And it's almost like done purposely, right? It's done so purposely because at the same time, it's, it's common, right? But at the same time, it's like, it's a, this, such a taboo word. And it, and everything that happens to people, almost people who say it, it's like fantastic, you know? Um, I'm assuming we're talking about spoilers already, right? We don't have to worry oh, about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, yeah. So, it's just, it's just like, everybody gets their comeuppance in this movie, right? Anybody saying the N word here, uh, even even Christoph Waltz at one point stopped saying it. If you notice at the beginning of the movie, starts it with it, but then he kind of like he only says it when he needs to say it. He doesn't say it unless he, you know what I'm saying? Like uh-huh. he, but he stops saying it after a while. He just doesn't. He doesn't have to. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's just I don't know. I think it's a it's a really cool besides just a like a. A Western movie, which is also a, a Western movie, right? We're watching a Western. Um, it's just a really cool uh, story of what it's trying, to, what it's saying, and what it's pushing. Especially where we are in 2012, we're pushing a lot of stuff going on. You know, we're empowering more people. We're we're, we're pushing that 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 truck. You know, so I think uh, I think it's a really cool movie for that reason. Um, also, again, Quentin Tarantino just knows how to deliver a a freaking good, funny, and action film movie. In a weird action, but not actually. It's weird because movies aren't really action. It just has them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Look what do you think of this movie? It is fantastic. I totally forgot how long it was. <laughs> but, yeah, it was the, but it was great because it was like coming up and it was like, I think <laughs> when we sat down to us, we were like, oh, we're going to probably watch this in two sittings. Yeah, I even said it myself. I yeah. said, we're going we're gonna to take two sittings for this because I'm tired as fuck. But the movie woke me up. Yeah. Like, it, it gave me the energy. And I was just like, fuck, we watched the whole movie. And I was exhausted. Like, I'm like falling asleep. And I was just, I was exhausted. And I was like, man, this movie's so fucking good. It's just, it's, the roles are captivating. You want to see what they're going to say next, you know? It's just, oh, it was really well done. Sorry, you know, you know, uh, fantastic. It's, there, there's things I just forgot about until it came up. Like, the, like the KKK guys with the fucking head masks and with the completely about the eye holes. I'm like, oh shit, yeah, that was this movie. I just I forgot about it. Yeah, and what's his name? Um, I won't do this famous. I know that the lead Jonah guy. Hill. Jonah, Jonah Hill. Hill. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, but the- I I always thought that was from Old Brother Where Art Thou. I confuse that with this one because they have similar mm-hmm. scenes. Yeah, they have. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, and then I totally forgot about that the very end of the movie, like, I forgot that he, like, you know, he has that whole ordeal with uh, Quentin Tarantino's fake-ass Australian whatever thing. And then they, he goes back to the fucking uh, plantation. I thought it, I thought that all happens in, like, the one thing when they're in the house and it all goes down to that one day. I was like, oh, yeah, this does happen. Oh, yeah. It does feel like an action scene, action scene that was interrupted, right? Right. And, like, 
again. He's like, oh, we never finished it. It's like, oh yeah, there's a reason we gave him like the thing from his first bounty. Just yeah, for this well, yeah. moment. It's a nice callback to that, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. A good way to, to con your way out of it, right, out of that situation. Uh, I also very much enjoy this movie. Um, you know, it's, uh, I wouldn't, you know, I'm not saying it's the, the, the top four or whatever of his movies, personally, but like, it is, um, it is better than like, um, the next one he made, I think, is a hateful egg. So, um, this movie has way more heart than that one. Um, and I, I agree with you, Ralph. I think Jamie Foxx is such an excellent actor. Yeah. Like he could be scary. He could be like withering. He can be. And it's um, funny because like he yeah. kind of does everything in this movie. To be honest with you, his range is great. Oh, the scary. Yeah, he does a lot. Yeah. yeah well, he starts off as uh, like I'm um, not. Yeah, Meek, yeah, Meek, uh, un- unsure. Defeated. Yeah, Defeated, unsure. for sure, yeah, yeah, a lot of stuff. Almost scared, but he's, he always has, like, a little bit of, like, you can see there's still fire in him somewhere, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. But he changes completely, just overtakes everything, you know? Mm-hmm. Completely becomes a big character. Yeah, and the montage of it, too, works. Um, of, yeah. uh, of them, um, where I'm uh, collecting bounties during the winter. Right. That whole thing was, like, very cool. And obviously, like, a... Uh, a precursor to the hateful eight because it takes place in the winter in the wild. It does, yeah. yeah, very much precursor. Yeah, um, yeah, all that does look very cool, uh, and the the idea of it. Obviously, this is uh, like I said, this is part of the trilogy of Tarantino movies where he rewrites history very purposefully, like rewrites history in a big way. Um, this one being the most subtle of the three, and I only say subtle because uh, the first one being Glorious Bastards, you know, Hitler does not die that way, and that's a big ass world changing event. That yeah. he's changing there for for entertainment's sake, um, and then the third one being Once Upon a Time in in, in Hollywood, where he um, changed the outcome of what is to happen to um, <laughs> uh, what's her face, um, uh, Margaret Tate. I forgot the name. Uh, yeah, Tate. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, the victim. I forgot who was supposed to actually die. And, Shannon uh, Tate. Shannon. I, I feel like we're close, and it's Tate. I know that. So, like, you know, whatever. Sharon. Um, Sharon Tate. Sharon Tate. I said Sharon. Anyway, I think it's Shannon. I might have, maybe maybe I did. I don't know. Sure, um, Shannon. You know, yeah, and, uh, and obviously changing the outcome of the Manson family. That's <laughs> um, that's more direct than that one. Then then that's more even more specific and direct to to history and pop culture. Right. But this one though, it's uh, the decimation. Well, the utter destruction of a big ass plantation uh, two years before the war, and in an age where like the contract of a free slave is um, obviously looked down upon heavily, but enough to buy you an actual out. Like, people have to deter, defer to you. Like, they, you have to pick a very specific time where, like, him having a piece of paper wouldn't have mattered to most people, even at the era they're in right now. You yeah. know, in 1860, whatever it was, 17, whatever. Um, but, uh, but it is just enough where, like, they would have to abide by the law if there is a freeman uh, by the name of Django and his wife walking around, right? Um, you know, although at the end of the movie, of course, everyone's going to suppose that, well, they're all after them. But also, like, who's left behind to tell them that they're that's, that's the thing right there. Who's yeah. left? Besides the slaves? Nobody. Yeah. Um, and my favorite, my favorite, actually, my favorite arc of the movie, even though uh, Django's is really uh, the main one and the closest one, I would say is actually King Schultz. Um, my favorite arc of the movie. I, I, I got it. I knew what he was going to do when I first saw this movie in the theaters before he did it. And I'm talking, of course, of shooting <laughs> Jean Candy, uh, Monsieur, Monsieur Candy, 
you know, and he just couldn't resist. Like, I love that. I felt exactly like he did. Like, yes, I know exactly what you're doing. Right. I'm like, it really sucks. Like, ah, this is too much. This is just the hair that broke the camel's back. Yeah, man. He was over it. Man. That was such a good scene. And everything with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio as a villain, like, he is a strange villain because he's, like, the main character. He's, like, the main arch enemy of the movie. But he's uh, in it for, like, four scenes. He's yeah. not in it for a long time, and he really gets dispatched pretty fast before the action breaks out, right? Uh, yeah. But he, he does such an impact, and he is, he leaves such an impact, but, and, not but, but, and, um, he, like, is an amalgamation of every single white man that they will come across. He's mm. also that, so he's like the villain all the time, because yeah. of his views. Right. And, like... I've rarely seen such a portrayal of what property, how they felt these people were property to them, as much as in this movie, which is weird to say again because a white person wrote it. Um, and, uh, and there's been many, 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 many other slave movies and TV shows and books and, and stuff that I've read. Yeah. And a lot of them do a lot of great jobs in different ways. I'm not saying they don't. But I've never seen it like the idea of humans as property felt so viscerally as I did in this movie. Um, I like good stuff in this movie, man. Obviously, famous scene, and that's me. You know about it, right? When he's like with the skull, and he's talking about. Um, oh yeah, yeah. The, the, science the, the, of uh, what's the it dimples or whatever. The, the dimples, yeah. There's a there's a name for it. Uh, I forgot the name of it. Um, it's fail. It's a stupid science. Not real, by the way. It's not real, yeah. Um, yeah. How the how he like breaks it right when he tells him to like to put the pounds on the table. He actually cuts his hand, and he uses that to fuck up. What's her name? Her face. He has uh, lost it, right? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, that, was a, that he really cut him cut his hand on the on the prop. Oh yeah, so yeah, I looked it up. But the, yeah. the the that was fake blood that he actually used on her face, though. No, but he but he had also used it like he used it like as well, but like not that wasn't in the movie. Like all that blood wasn't him. I'm saying, but he had continued on, and like I remember this girl was talking. I saw an interview with what's her name, the main girl. Um, real name. Phrenology. No, no, no. I know that that was the fake. Oh, is, uh, yeah, so uh, Carrie Washington. Carrie Washington, thank you. Um, from Ruben Hilda von Shaft. Von Shaft, perfect name by the way. Yeah. Um, how Carrie had said, I guess she was like, for sure, like, like not very surprised, and she was very surprised by. The way uh, Leo kept acting and like kept approaching with the hand, even though they had to redo the scene. Obviously, like you said, like, and use fake blood for that for her face. I but, just like, could see as he, he did also grab her with this fucking you know hand. So. I just feel like every time they said cut, everyone was like, "I'm sorry, I didn't, you know, I'm sorry." Like, I don't yeah. mean to say the word, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I, 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 they must all do that, right? And every one of his movies, because Tarantino's movies a lot has a lot of that. Yeah, it really does. It's gonna be weird to be on that set and be like, and just to say that word, and just like look at like Samuel Jackson or Jimmy Fox uh-huh. and be like, please don't beat me up. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I, I, I have to. There's gotta be some footage because I have to see how that works. I'm like, would you just go to craft services table and Jamie Fox there getting a bagel and then you're like, sorry, just like a quick little sorry on the side. Um, yeah, you, you're real sorry. You toast that bagel. <laughs> <laughs> right. And especially for Django Unchained, right? Where it's about all that. And right. Uh, especially, I imagine that scene, which is really funny, because they use the N-word for hilarity and for seriousness, right? Uh-huh, yeah. The hilarious... And, and, and yeah. by both, by both black and white people. 
and almost in the same scene sometimes. Like, yeah. it is it is funny. I mean, everyone was laughing in the theater, and I, I can't imagine anyone not laughing. Is when 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 they're going to find the the brothers, right? The reason that King Schultz sought out Django in the opening, um, and he goes to that, you know, the, <laughs> the plantation, and he's like, he t- uh, King tells the white guy, the, the owner, he's like, okay, I want um, Django to, you know, look around and stuff your grounds, but like, remember, he is not a slave; he's a free man, so um, you have to, you know, tell him to treat him accordingly, right? And he has to explain to his to his slave how to treat Django, and the way they use the N words there, I don't know. It's just like one funny punchline elevation to another, but yeah. it's also very demeaning at the same time. It's just so funny. Like, should I treat him like a white guy? He's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it was so funny. I love that. Yeah. The intricate rules of the South. Right. Yeah, so that's like southern hospitality confusion. <laughs> uh, yeah, how do you get out of that? Right. How do you how do you have a respectable amount of racism um, in any given time? Right. That's like a weird weird thing to worry about. Um, yeah, uh, this movie has a lot of that, of course. Um, and also, there are like hierarchies of of how even black people see themselves uh, according to the movie. Of course, we don't know for real. This this is all fiction, you know. But like. You know, you think of the the ones that have to do the mandingo fighting and how they're seen versus the ones that are the the ones that work at the house only, right? Most right. of the fields, um, and then the the head of that house one is hated upon even more than the white people because they're so ingrained and integrated to serve, which is what Samuel Jackson's character is, who is like super like a like, character, head house slave, right? Yeah, the head house guy. Um, that whole thing with you know, Kyber talking about like how his granddaddy or dad like had this guy shave his right shave him with a straight razor right for fifty years yeah. right never once like tried to get away or cut right um, I guess but let's let's talk to, I mean yeah it's really it must be a head trip a head trip how do you how do you even go on with that because Samuel Jackson's you know is the biggest foil really. I mean, Candy is the, the arch nemesis, sure, and he's the whatever. But, like, uh, yeah, this guy is worse. I mean, in a way. And he is the most fruitful villain. Yeah, I and agree. He gets the whole ball rolling. <laughs> I, I do love how he gets killed I at the end, hard. though. It's like, get out of here. <gasps> Except you. You stay. Uh-huh. It just blows his fucking uh, kneecaps out. Uh-huh. I'm like, that's the well. way to go. And I remember thinking, like, oh, man, Walton Goggins is in a Tarantino movie, but they barely use him, or they use him for comedy. And, and he plays, like, Hello? a, a <laughs> douchebag like, villain super type. southern fried chicken racist, yeah. It's like, huh. This is, like, another guy that's always has, like, villain roles, ever since I saw him in The Shield. Oh, but he Walton doesn't, Goggins though, also. But he's a good villain, yes. He's yeah. a really good villain. Actually, I, I was just talking about this uh, with a friend of mine at work, and we were like, Walton Goggins, like, chef's kiss for fucking villain. For, like... He's just so good at it. But different types, though, because in The Shield, he's like an asshole, incompetent bad guy. You know? But, right. like, right, right. but, but, ends, and no spoilers for that old that show, but, like, he ends up being, like, redeemed for the most part because he's not Vic Mackey either. You know? He's not that. Of course, guy. of course. He's not the hero who was a bad, who was a worse guy, right, than him. But, like, and then you look at the Justified, completely different. Like, like I, you know, he sounds stupid because of this of his accent, where he's from. 
but he's anything but, right? And he's like I'm way more darker in that way. Um, and then you got like, uh, um, then you got him in uh, in uh, in what do you call it? My favorite part of the whole uh, what's his next movie? Uh, uh, the Hateful Eight uh-huh. is that they kind of reverse him in a in a strange way, right? Um, Walton Goggins' character, from what he started off as, as turn, you know, he turned out to be a good guy, or a respectable guy, the whole yeah. time. It's just that he was never presented with that um, until that movie. That was my favorite part of the movie, really, because that movie was had a lot of problems with it. But uh, anyway, Django, um, what else do you guys want to say? I feel like I said a lot. Love the blue suit, or the getup. <laughs> so you chose to wear that? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. I just, I, what's, it's something that's like easily seen and easily missed as well is, um, Christoph Waltz's character is just not caring. Like, not that he, he's like, he obviously he feels the implication of freeing him as a slave, right? But at the same time, it's just like, he never thought twice about it. He's like, well, dude, I'm going to free you. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, I'm just going to, like, you're doing me a favor, I'm going to do you a favor. You know what I'm saying? It's like, like Aladdin, never... or, uh, they call it Aladdin, the opening of the thing. Like, I'll free you, Genie, after my... Yeah, yeah, very much, very much so, yeah. And it's just like, and it's like, no one else would ever do that. You know what I'm saying? And it, it took a foreigner to be like, yeah, we don't, like, that just doesn't, like, I don't, I don't care. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he just never saw, he always saw him as a person, he never saw him as a thing. Which, which is just like, what should we do now? It's all we do, you know? It's just so easy to miss, but it's yeah. also... Right in front of me. Um, my I, favorite, I, yeah. Go ahead. No, my, my favorite sophisticated, like subtle scene in the movie um, is when uh, they're playing Fear Elise, playing Beethoven on the harp, and he starts reliving what happened to D'Artagnan and the dog. The dog's yeah. like eating him alive and shit. Yeah, yeah, looking yeah. At it. Um, and that leading to my favorite joke of the movie, where like, not joke, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a joke, I guess. Where like it's a realization that uh, like I was just thinking about D'Artagnan and like how you named them after the hero of <laughs> of Alexander Dumas's Three Musketeers, and I'm like, I'm like, wonder what he would think. He's like, you think he would just poop? Like, oh yeah, he's black. The writer of your favorite book is a black man. He never knew, but, right. but the way he expressed that, that was such a funny like tie-in to the ridiculousness. Yeah, of the I, I, I love the little tit for tat they have, which is like, uh, I uh, I insist. He's like, well, I gracefully declined. Like, okay. yeah. <laughs> like oh, what? Right, yeah. What does the uh, protocol dictate here, right? Emily's uh, um, post, what's it? Uh, you know, the etiquette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like, he just kept like one-upping, they just kept one-upping each other. It was just, it was really funny. Matt, that was just like pure grandstanding. Yeah, no, a thousand percent. Yeah, um, I don't know. I still, I, I still do think though. Like Sam L. Jackson just kind of steals the fucking steals the show every time he comes oh, up. And always, he does such a great job. And they aged him so well. It's like God I mean, well, well, I mean, they didn't have to age him too much because in reality, he's older than he when he looks in movies, but. He- because he started out late in his career. He, um, I'm always surprised when I see like how old he is what he, and what he's doing now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely like cheating death here. Yeah. I'm not saying he's like Tom Cruise level of physicality, but like, you know, he, he, he's always older than you think he is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's 73. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Do you guys agree with uh, 
Samuel Jackson's character's point of view of like, you know, when he talks about how no white person has a great idea in their head until it's offered to them by someone else. Um, he talks about the the, the, the Dickey plantation or workforce, where like it's worse. Like it's what if I if we cut your nuts here today, or you, you just bleed out in five minutes. I'm like, isn't that the worst death to be sent you to work where you just use a rock hammer until you die from breaking your back, you know? Right, exactly. I'm like, like, man, the level of, like, brutality that's described, that's not even shown, like, just described in this movie is pretty insane. Um, also, the the largest blood squibs I've ever seen in an action movie. That, you know what, I forgot. I, so I much fucking blood. told myself to remember that because, like, they make the such a gigantic emphasis. But, What's funny is that on some of the things, they're like, oh, yeah, it's just a shot. Like, you just got shot, whatever. Yeah. But for the most part, it's just like, Bleh! you know, like, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. And then you get shot, like, your entire body's mass of blood comes out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love how he shot, like, the, the Candy's sister, and she, like, fucking flew. Yep. Yes. That was the, <laughs> the hilarious. Fuck. Yeah. Well, it's like if there was, like, uh, I, I had mentioned this, there was, like, there was uh, somebody with a like, cane or something, like, pulling him back, like, Whoa! Like, can't get him off stage. Like, yeah, you're not supposed to be there anymore. Yeah. Um, one thing I did not like about this movie, though, I will say, I think a weak point of the movie is how they use Kerry Washington's character. I don't think they used her very well at all. Um, Broomhilda's. I feel like she was always a damsel in distress, and they kind of kept her that way with no char- real character or feel for her. Yeah. Um, see her a lot in the. We don't see her a lot in the movie, but we see her peppered in here and there, and then flashbacks, and it's always her being tortured or her being. <laughs> In, like adored and looked after or looked for by uh, uh, Django and like it's never a real person it's never like anything you know I kind of wish we had way more on her um, and that's obviously Tarantino's problem right there for sure and that's part of his big Female? problem all of his, yeah females in movies <laughs> other than The Bride it's really rarely uh, right. owned in that much and even wow. in, you know even in The Bride you could say there's a lot of problems with that too um which is, it makes sense. He's a white male. He's a white male of a certain age. Like he writes what he knows, and I ultimately get it. But this is still a problem. So, and it's in this one. It's kind of glaring every time I see it too in Django. Um, anything else you guys want to highlight or point out or whatever? Uh, I think. Uh, no. I mean, I don't know. I. I Everything else is great. I think this is also like the, the uh, what's his name, Leo DiCaprio's like role where he starts getting like a lot of other. And then after that, he does Wolf of Wall Street. Um, yeah, work with like two great heavy hitters, right? Yeah, he does a great, great Gatsby. Okay, whatever. Wolf of, Wolf of Wall Street, uh, <laughs> Revenant, you know, the Revenant, and then he does the... What's well, the Revenant's funny when he wins. This is when he's trying to win an Oscar. Best right, well, what's funny is that I think he's starting to try to win when he does... Uh, I would say from Gans in New York on. Yeah, so, Gans in New York, no, for sure. I thought Catch Me If You Can, he had a great chance. Um, Aviator was definitely forcing himself to... Yeah, he got nominated, I think, first there, around, around that time. Blood yeah, uh, that. yeah, Blood Diamond was okay. Like, better than I thought, but, you know. It was good in it, but, like, I'm yeah, saying, this yeah. gets nominated a bunch of times. Right, yeah. yeah. Was Body he of Lies. nominated for Django? Because I really thought he was going to win. I thought he was, too. He gets, I, don't, I don't even know if he was in it. Yeah, Inception. He does a lot of those roles where he's, like, he plays big people, you know. He plays Howard Hughes. He plays J. Edgar Hoover and J. Edgar, you know, like. <laughs> no, no, I know it was. But I'm just saying, he's, like, he's taking those roles almost on purpose, you know. Like, oh, yeah. He's 
No, he's trying to be an A-lister. He's an A-lister. He's, he's an A-lister, A-lister for sure, right? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, listen, also, once he, once, he, once he gets taken by, because he, I mean, first of all, he already got taken by, what's it called? Uh, uh, from the Departed, fuck, the director. Um, Scorsese. Yeah, he gets taken by Scorsese, then he gets taken right now by fucking uh, Quentin Tarantino. And you're like, okay, like, you're obviously you're attracting the right people, you know? Like, so, or, I don't know. Or, yeah, I mean, yeah, or they're selling themselves. I don't know how it works, really. This is all yeah. Right, exactly. Uh, but yeah, they like him. Yeah, yeah nonetheless, um, I don't know. The, the, the ensemble is always great. So, for yeah. a Cheetah movie. Yep. Um, all right, guys. Any any final any other thing? That was, that was the final format. So, um, I think if you haven't seen it, seen it, go see it. If you haven't seen it, you listen to this far. I apologize for ruining the whole yeah. thing, but also not. Really it's on Netflix. It. Why did you listen to it? Uh, is it on Netflix? I just watched my um, copy on iTunes. Yeah, um, he didn't get nominated for he didn't get nominated for an actor. Oh, uh, I know, I know one, Christoph won and and screenplay, right? Yeah, screenplay and yeah, and uh, actors Christoph Waltz. Yeah, uh, yeah, Christoph Waltz was won one two in a row there with Inglorious too, right? Mm-hmm, I think so. I think it was like a two for a right Um, anyway, um, that is it for our review of Django Unchained, and that is it for our show. You have been listening to another movie podcast this whole time. Um, do not forget that we are a bi-weekly show. We come out every other Wednesday. So next time, I'm picking the show, the movies. That's the show. I'm picking the movies. And uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a strange-looking bunch, I would say. Um, when is it not? No, well, uh, you're right. Yeah, you're right. There's no more from that. Um, we have all of our... It should be said that for our anniversary marathon, we each picked one, like we said, for every decade, going back to 30 years. And we all haven't picked out in advance already, so we're good to go on all that shit. Um, but uh, with that in mind, so we just did the first one, Django. My 2012 pick, and there's so many good ones, is going to be a movie that no one talks about or remembers, but it was a bigger deal back then, the year it came out. Uh, Beast of the Southern Wild is going to be our review. I remember you tried to get me to watch this movie, and I still didn't do it. Yeah, well, nah, I'm doing it now, right? Yep, um, on the way. Final payback, ten year payback in the making. There's uh, a world is a way. Wild. Check it out, guys. Really great, interesting movie. Um, and then um, for our newer picks, we're going to review Samaritan, which is currently on Prime Video. It's an original of theirs, starring uh, Sylvester Stallone. Nice. I don't, know, I don't know anything about it. That's all I know. Samaritan, check it out. And lastly, in theaters, it's going to be out by then. Don't worry, darling, which stars Florence Pugh and Harry Chris Styles. Pine. Um, yeah, Chris Pine is also co-starring, or probably just being a supporting actor. Um, anyway, so that's what's on stock for next time. Until then, everyone, I am Oscar. And Luke. And Ralph. See you later. Bye. 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 What the hell was that?